Welcome, everyone, to the first episode of BTR Podcast. Hold I don't on. Know that, I don't know that name's name. Hey, doesn't, that name's going to change. I, I'm not, I think it's like. I'll be like, welcome to the first episode of Insert Name Here. <laughs> yeah, Untitled. Untitled <laughs> Project. Right. Um, I, I think the first draft theme is a theme that I really like. Like, this is a podcast where uh, it's really raw. Like, and, and, for the people that are listening to podcasts uh, like Joe Rogan's and stuff like that, you guys are probably already thinking like podcasts are so raw, like what else are you guys going to do? But, um, you know, Ruffy and I both have recently uh, begun the podcasting journey and there is a lot of work that goes into it. And so the, the whole point of this is really, uh, we're, we're actually, I don't know about you, Ruffy, but I'm not expecting anyone to listen to this. This yeah, is like I mean, completely just for my own self I was going to go off the hunch and be like, if you guys want to know what we're doing, then, you know, 2325 Fitness and Branding Deep Dive. And if you're already listening to it, then that's why we might seem familiar to you guys. So I like, we don't even have followings like that. So like uh, the chances that anyone's actually going to listen to this uh, is like zero. And you've ever so, gotten a random message from someone saying, hey, check out this podcast. That's probably me. Yeah, that's Ruffy is the type of guy to do that. Me, on the other hand, I don't like the, uh, uh, I don't push my stuff that much. I just kind of like leave it out there. So like my my approach to this is going to be the same. Uh, it's not going to be pushed anywhere. Uh, if you if you hear about it, it'll be through Ruffy. <laughs> and if you hear about mine, it'll be through me too. <laughs> yeah, mashallah. But um, really, again, just to drive the point home is the, the point of this is to make something daily. And so, of course, the goal right now is to make something every single day. Uh, how long we're able to keep that going, we'll see. But the goal is to really just keep going, keep going and make something small, share a little bit of our thoughts, uh, articulate what we're trying to uh, put in the process for our podcast, use this as a prep session almost uh, to walk through our ideas and what we want to cover uh, and kind of vet it real quick before we actually go live um, and of course, the, hope is, the whole point of this is to, of course, you know, make our podcast and our platforms better, you know, and like give everyone an idea of like what mistakes. I think I hope that one thing, if anyone listens to this, I think what they can learn is that what mistakes not to do that we might learn from our own, you know, prepping and and this whole series that we'll be doing. So I think that's one thing good that's yeah. going to be out of this. I think to that point right now, podcasting is very top of mind for both of us so over the next few weeks i'm sure you'll hear a lot about uh the craft of podcasting and our journey to become better and better podcasters uh it's uh you know it's it's different because with like video or like instagram we're trying to be like an influencer or something like that you can kind of see results pretty quickly with podcasting it's like you you're in it for the long haul right and the only way things spread is really if you like you text someone like hey check this out and so like people on facebook for example and, and roughly maybe you could dive into your stats yeah. a little bit but um uh, when i share my stuff on instagram you can see how many link clicks actually happened and let's assume that only like a third of link clicks it's probably less than that but let's assume a third of link clicks actually result in a listen most people are just going to click the link, see what it is, and then go back to their Instagram feed, right? Yeah. So going off those numbers, I'll usually get about anywhere from 150 to 200 views on some of the videos that I post. 
I'll get maximum. Like, let's say this post gets shared like four times, five times, you know, it's, it gets shared a lot. I'll get three clicks. Okay. From that three clicks, I'll maybe get one person to listen. And I, I highly doubt I, that even, even one person listened. So I mean, no, it's like, it's, it's funny because like, we're both taking a different route to promote our stuff. Right. Like I have a whole separate Instagram page that I'm using just for podcasting and you are using your personal platform. So I think I've seen that difference as you mentioned right now is that my personal page, if I post anything, it has a really good engagement, you know, but Mm -hmm. I don't want like my podcasting page to be a part of my personal space that I have to post everything on my personal page for people to go there. You know, I want that thing to have its own organic engagement. And as you mentioned, it's very difficult with podcasting because there's no visual to it. There's no like, I mean, apart from the clips that we share, there's no like entertainment, no aspect like, oh, this is funny. This is interesting. You know, I'm just going to click like and move on. So it's kind of like challenging when you don't have that, that base foundation of like, where do we begin? Or like, you know, you're just like putting stuff out there. So I think that's one thing that once we talk and like discuss in this is that we can probably, I hope, especially for myself, come up with some ideas that, you know, platforms should just take off like this. No, but I think the people that are on Instagram, they're not looking for a podcast. That's that my true. thesis. That right? is and true. I, that is true. Like, I don't have numbers or data to back that right now, but they're the not. people... And the, the platform itself is designed in a way to keep you on the platform as long as possible. Right. So like, it's not a integrated. Really cool in example with that is like, if, <clears throat> if you ever check your story, right, you put anything on your story. The really good example for that is like, you'll see, you can see that how many people like actually just like slide, slide past, you know, like nobody cares even much about your personal life as much to stare at the complete story. Like what's going to make yeah. it think that that's like podcasting. Okay. I'm going to go listen to it. Yeah. And podcasting is like an hour long. And I think uh, let's get back to why we're doing this again. Uh, it's really because we are making these long form pieces of content that like really you have to be into a certain thing to actually enjoy right like my friends are not gonna enjoy listening to a branding podcast or a leadership podcast or or like a poetry podcast which are things that do interest me right now i mean hand in hand with that hey let me be a little bit explicit right if you are not into fitness and health (laughs) then i will be pushing it down your throat make sure that you listen to that right it's not something that matters to me i think it should matter to everyone else so that's a different different kind yeah, of yeah yeah no no no. i'm not i don't mean like no i'm not talking uh, about you i'm talking about the like people who might listen to this and right, right. like you know hey i'm not into fitness i'm like yeah but you should be <laughs> you yeah know? yeah no i i get that approach too but um what i'm getting at is that the reason for doing this is because we're doing this long stuff but we also want to make sure we're doing something daily so one episode of your podcast takes you how long? Uh, well, the plan. So me and my my co-host tell how we do like we do like a meeting before the podcast and the actual podcast. So with the planning, with the meeting, probably like two two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. Yeah, and then like with the edits and stuff, uh, the whole podcast comes down to be 30, 45 minutes, but that's the time that goes into it is two, two and a half hours recording. How much time? How much time does it take you total from idea to execution to be live on the uh, on your platform? Uh, probably. And then include would... the time you're making uh, graphics and and little video clips for Instagram too. 
Yeah, I think it would probably be anywhere from like three, three to five hours a week. Per episode? Per episode, yeah. Yeah, and so like Ruffy and I are both pretty busy. We can't spend three to five hours a day on a podcast, but we do want to make sure every day we're getting better at the craft of podcasting. So this is where this podcast fits in. It's going to be raw. There's no intro, no outro, unfiltered. Yep. Just, hey, what up, Ruffy? Boom, get our thoughts in record and, and push it out right and it's not gonna be one of those nice hey thank you for watching thank you for listening yeah no, no, you're just gonna get what it is as, as it is it's not gonna be you know my intros for example it's funny you brought that up i spend it takes me at least like 10 takes every single time like because bro i was that remember asking you you told me you spent 14 hours at one time on, yeah. on audio and i was like what the heck is this man doing like yeah no i like i have pretty high standards for like the stuff that I put out and it's like, and I'm still not satisfied with the quality of the stuff that we're putting out, but it's like, you still, at some point you just got to put it out. Right? I'm so, not either. Every time I put something out on Instagram, it looks like I recorded on a potato. <laughs> like it goes so, like the quality goes so down. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I think what's, uh, what'll be good is if we can start doing this in person, I know we live pretty close to each other. So maybe yeah. we can probably make that happen. I but. mean, Hey man, we got an upcoming studio out there. So yeah no we got we got we got a decent amount of spaces we got your your little studio setup you have in your basement we got my little studio setup and then we have the mac too right we have we have places we can do this and then we have they're all within five minutes of each other so i think we have a we have a good setup if we wanted to use it we can really um make the most of it so let's get into um one thing i wanted to talk to you about is you actually uh are pretty close friends with czar and Zar is going to be on the podcast this weekend. Uh, we're interviewing him to talk about uh, Mechanic One and how he built that brand. Uh, my understanding of the story is like this. He came from like Troy or, or that area. Yeah, right. uh, his brothers had a mechanic shop and then he kind of came Multiple and started one. Shops, actually. Yeah. And so he came and he set up Mechanic One uh, and now he is you know, he's running this shop and it's, if you look at it from the outside, at least the perception I have is that it's a, it's essentially like the gold standard in this area, at least for uh, auto repair. And my experience with the shop has been um, like, I don't know much about cars and Zard does a really good job with his customer service. Yeah. And he yeah. is able to really, what I, he, he listens to you and explains things in a way that you can understand. And I think that's what separates at the core, at the core. I think the reason why he's able to charge premium prices is that. I, mean, I think he has done it. It is a service. That? It is a service, right? If you go to like you, any- When you say service, do you mean no, the actual the service? Whole, okay, let me rephrase. It, it is the experience. You know, like it's for the, the customer walking customer in or for the car. And even like the way it relates to you know, how, I don't know if he's done that with you, but like initially uh, I worked with him for some time in like 2014 or something. We would take customers back and I actually break down and show them exactly what the car needs and blah, blah, blah. People wouldn't know what it is, but if they're showing them exactly what it is, I mean, of course, they're not going to be able to fix it themselves either way, but they know, okay. This is what the issue is. This is what needs to be fixed. When you compare that to a lot of different regular mechanic shops, never they'll be like, never. yeah, yeah, whatever. You know, this is what we need. This, this is what. And and again, you know, with the premium, that's the thing, right? The with other mechanic shops, you can haggle a lot because 
I mean, they would also ha- be okay with you haggling and getting a discount because they're not really putting in that much work to give you the top-notch experience. You know, they're like, yeah, yeah whatever, yeah, yeah. fine, just 50, 100 bucks off, we'll do this. But with Zara, it's like, when he is there, the shop, you know, he makes sure that you know exactly what's wrong, exactly mm-hmm. what goes into it, and it's clear for you. you. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because I feel like mechanics are people... And I'm making a generalization here. So please, not if you're people, a mechanic, not people, not people person, no, no, like I, I don't want to make like such a blanket statement, but my perception is that generally speaking, uh, when we're talking about people that work on cars, um, they're jet, like most cases that I've encountered have been people that are not pleasant, right. To put it nicely. And I think when you are so in, in, like engrossed in a certain craft. So for example, if someone comes to me saying that, Hey, I have a podcast here. It's not working. Like the audio is not, then I, I might look at him like, dude, you're such an idiot. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I'm just so into it or not podcasting, but like maybe something in operations or, or something like that. Like, it's just so basic to me. I've done it so many times and it, it go. it comes with any field, right? Like if you're good at computers, you're good at this, that, the other thing. Like you when remember you get to that a certain joke level. when you're like, if you're like, like your parents don't want to be like, hey, my, my laptop or something's not working. And you just like connect the wire. And they're like, oh, wow. It's like magic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like when you get to a certain level in a certain craft, it's easy to look down on people that don't get it because it's so easy to you. And I think when we look at people that work on cars, it's such a, it is such a skill and a craft that like most people don't have, right? I don't. I can't, like, I couldn't change my oil. You know what I mean? I'll be honest with you. Like, I could barely change my tires. so hard right now, bro. Yeah. And so I think my experience with mechanics has been that, like, even the people that are checking me out uh, and kind of getting service done from is just, like, people talk to you like you don't know what you're talking about. And, yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about, but I don't need to be put down because of that, right? And when you go to Zara's shop, uh you're you're, like you're dealing with czar and czar is someone that like he he gives you space and he listens to you and he like smiles and he has that whole thing and i think i honestly believe that is what separates his shop i I think like if i had to put one thing it is really like about knowledge right like like let's be honest the times you've gone to his shop pretty sure you've picked up learned something that you didn't know right i mean where do you get that like, where do you know the ins and outs of your car every time you have had an issue? My car stops mm, running. That's... Someone's car stops running. Just going to be like, oh, I don't know what happened. I'm going to take it. And the mechanic just like looks in the bag, be like, hey, your blah, blah, blah is gone. Fix it. But what Zara does is this is gone. And he tells you like why it's gone and why you need to like, you know, kind of take care of it after it's fixed. So make sure that doesn't happen again. Yeah. Now, when we talk about uh, branding in this day and age, one of the things that is like the understood concept in digital marketing is like, you need to give what you know for free, right? And people historically in certain fields have always kept that knowledge as like, you need to pay for this, right? Yep. And the fact of the matter is this, that the people that are going to get the service done, they'll still pay for it. Even if you like, when you tell them what you're doing and you explain it to them and you show that you have that knowledge, they just trust you more Absolutely. and they're willing to pay you. It's yeah, not I mean, like they're, they're going to, you know, some people, yeah, like you're going to lose out on some customers that they'll take the information and they'll just do it on their own. But those are the people that would have tried to haggle you and anyway, you know what I mean? 
That's the process I call like it's, it's a filtration process, you know? I mean, I think that's in like early stage of business. That's where you build your most loyal customer base. You know, like if someone in your early opening of business is there with you, you know, regardless of what your pricing is, that customer is bound to be there regardless of, you know, when your prices go up or whatever services you're offering later on. That's like a good, like a filtration process where like initially you'll know that what customer is just an oil change customer versus what, what customer is the one that's going to come for every single issue that your car has. Mm-hmm. It goes with like every, any business. It's like, it's the same thing with like fitness and personal training, you know, like you will know like what people you want to work with. A fitness trainer is as good as his client. You know, you can't have like people who like don't want to be, don't want to put in the work, don't want to be lazy. And then they're going to come up a week after and be like, oh no, like I got nothing done. I mean, yes, because you're not doing it, you know, and that gives, now that rep goes to another client and they'd be like, yeah, this fitness trainer is trash, bro. Like I was with them for like three weeks, did nothing for me. And that client, mm-hmm. no one's going to come in as a fitness trainer and be like, hey, is this true? You know, they just got the close friend or person to understand what the brand or the image of the person is. The same thing with mechanics, you know, or, or same thing with car shops and mechanic. One specifically is that unless you were there talking to the person behind a person doing the work, a person who's actually establishing something, you're never going to know what really went down. You know, I mean, you always have to look at both the sides of things. Mm-hmm. So is there anything else? I mean, you worked there for a little bit too. Is there anything else that you would want us to really focus on or any questions that you uh, think we could ask? So one thing is really interesting that you'll see my name still on the front of the, of the shop. So you should definitely ask me about that. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a train, I'm a mechanic trainee and he keeps that as a, as a hall of fame. <laughs> but he that's one thing that he really makes sure that whoever's coming there part-time or like whatever they're working he, they have some kind of like a training or like a permit or like some kind of basic skill that they're able to get through just to know the basics you know because he wants everyone who's in the back no matter what skill level they're at to be able to provide support when he like there are times when he gets slammed and at that point like he can't take a person a mechanic from who's working on an engine to go fix the tire or fix an oil change. He needs people who are not as experts to be able to do that. And for that, you need to have like permits and different things that you need to have in place to work at a mechanic shop. So I think you guys can definitely focus on that aspect mm-hmm. of it. It's like, see that how it's crucial. I mean, I'm pretty sure other shops will just be like, yeah, whatever you need, we'll pay you cash on the table, come do this. And then the one they mess right, up, right. I'll just go back to the customers and be like, yo, you know, we did, we did the best we could, but uh, you know, you didn't take care of your car. I think he's, he tries to do the best to like. That's another good point. Whereas like, if you don't, if, since they're explaining it to you, you know, you, now you have a little bit of information, you know, that, you know, you have that trust, but yeah. with other mechanics is like, you don't know if they just messed up and they're just. Yeah. So they don't know. Yeah. So they, you don't know that. Right. And, and with Zara as well, like he's had some issues too. Like, you know, where people are like, Oh, you did this after you did this, this is what, this another issue popped up. And that's when he explained, like, that's really not possible because those things are not related or whatsoever. <laughs> you have to break it down and be like, it's not the mechanic's fault or it's not the shop's fault. Mm-hmm. So it's very important that he covers the basis of his his own space, his own mechanics, and also definitely tries to make sure that the clients are, clients, customers are well-versed or have a little bit of knowledge of what they're paying their money towards. Right. That's a good point. Uh, I have a couple more minutes. I know you, before we were, you know, going live, you had a, another idea for a restaurant. Do you want to touch on that or is some, yeah. something else? I mean, I can, about? because that's definitely like something that for branding D-Dive might be something that you can definitely like learn. 
Uh, yeah, can, can you give me a brief overview and then, yeah. um, like, just real quick, uh, what it is, why you think it's uh, a good topic? Okay, so one of the biggest things that, like, it's a restaurant here in Detroit. It's a Moroccan restaurant, Saffron de Trois, it has the name. Now, it's a regular restaurant, but one of the really cool things that I just actually found out today before we even hopped on was they have a membership thing. You know, they have like a monthly membership and that membership is like, there are different tiers to it, right? So 25 bucks a month. You can, the, the chef, he's got the, our chef of the year for Detroit last year, 2021. Mm-hmm. And even the restaurants been like top rated for the past two, three years since they've opened up. So it's like traditional uh, Moroccan high-end cuisine, but now for the different tiers of membership, you know, it's like 25 bucks, you get to cook with them virtually. 45 bucks, you get to cook with them in person. Now, 65 bucks a month, you get to go to his house and he the cooks house? for you. Oh, okay. Right? And then wow. there are different levels in that too. You got 65, 90, 120, depending on how many people you are. And that is like such a cool, like like from a branding or a business perspective that like now- it's a differentiator. Yeah. Now, I, like I've never seen that. Like I lived in Canada. I've been to Chicago. I've been to Jersey. I, I live in Michigan now. Like these are like- right, You don't have to show off all the places you've all been right. to. I get, it. I get it. Shout out to Abdul Manan from Canada. <laughs> and I'm saying like, like even Abu Dhabi, man. Like, okay, I'm from Abu Dhabi. Like food, halal food, like there's no other place like that. It's but funny how like, you didn't mention India. I mean, I never, I didn't live there, but, but I'm from India, so I can't really talk. About it. <laughs> but I've never seen this concept, and it's actually really cool now that you know the whole business perspective and like coming into. I mean, before maybe if I was like a high school kid or whatever, I'd be like, "Oh man, that's like whack," you know, membership. What the heck is that? But now, when like putting into perspective like how different businesses are trying to expand with the current changing times, like that creates such a good hype, you know. Everyone's like, "Oh wow, like membership," you know. Like, I want to go eat at the guy's house. You know, how is it going to be? It's not going to be like he's going to call you in like a one-bedroom apartment and sit you down. You know, I'm pretty sure it has a whole experience behind it, you know, yeah. like a top chef experience. There's only one way to find out. We got to get it. We got to get the We do. We should actually. Can you, dine, do you know the open. people? Do you know uh, the people? Can you, um, if we wanted to ask them to come to the show? funny. I actually us? had his card. I don't know him personally. I've been there a few times. I don't have his card i mean we'll just call and be like hey can we talk to a chef or we'll just go in one day then we'll okay, so. and then we'll be like, hey you know we got this branding deep dive i'd like to get yeah. you on for sure for sure all right uh any thoughts on the name bro let's did you check it I, i'm not i'm not i don't like the way it sounds so for the We're not gonna do, okay bro there's a music band called bts What's, the, what's wrong with having a podcast called BTS? I, I don't, I just don't like the way it sounds. It's so long behind the recording. It takes off, so. For the audience that's listening, uh, I know there's no one, but, uh, uh, you know, I'm just practicing. With someone who accidentally stumbled upon this podcast. Yeah. If, if you had the unfortunate experience of listening this far, um, the name that Ruffy suggested is behind the recording. Well, I wanted to do... What was that? Or BTR for short. Yeah. Hey, Ruffy, can you go to your mic settings and uh, go to audio settings? And I think your, if you see it, it says automatically adjust microphone volume. I think that's on for you. It sounds like it's on. Okay. Does this sound good? Yeah. So what was happening is like when you were like fading totally out. And so when you're recording, make sure you always have that checked off. So that when you, if you're like making a joke or something, zoom audio, zoom audio settings. 
Yeah, yeah. And zoom oh, out. Should I do? Should I do? Okay, you, there. You, you know go. where it says like mute? This should be There's better. a little arrow thing. Yeah, I got it. And then audio settings. I made it high. No, not high. Is, do you see the automatically adjust microphone volume? Uh, hold on. It's like in the middle of the page. Touch mic. It Under that. Under touch mic. Okay. Yeah. Now it's good. I moved that. You removed that? Okay. Make sure. Okay. For the audience that's listening. Okay. If you're recording on Zoom. Sorry, guys. I'm a noob when it comes to this. Yeah. If you are recording on Zoom and you guys have noticed throughout the episode, like when Ruffy comes in, it like sound, you can't hear him. And then he kind of comes in. So you miss like the first two seconds of what he's saying. That's a default Zoom setting. Okay. You can turn that off so that when he makes a joke, he comes in automatically. And the way you do that is where the mute button is. You go to that little arrow, you go to audio settings, and then there's a little checkbox that says automatically adjust microphone volume. You have to make sure that's not on. Again, that's not on. Hey and guys, then, so I'm pretty sure you didn't miss anything important when I zoom, when you didn't hear my voice. Yeah. And second thing, now you're getting free Zoom training. So make sure on yeah. YouTube search brown guy Zoom training. I'm pretty sure this video <laughs> will pop up. Right, right. All right. Uh, Rafi, it's been a good day one. Uh, let's do this again tomorrow. Yeah, let's run it. Thank you all for listening. All we'll right. See you next Thank time. you, guys.